welcome everybody to Barefoot TV and podcast show. Um, I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium who's blessed to act as the bridge to connect you to your loved ones who've passed over. I'm also a twin flame. I love supporting people to step into conscious relationships and sacred union with self, partner and the divine as you embrace your sacred path or be of service in the way that you're drawn and passionate about. My work as a transformational coach is where I really get to see people transform, shift and change what they're experiencing in their lives by looking into their soul mirror and confidently manifesting the vision for their life that their soul needs, wants and desires. Kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy this month's episode where I'm talking to Kerry Hummingbird and discussing uh, transcending the human drama. Now Kerry is a soul guide, a channel who specialises in rainbow light activations and human DNA and I'll let her explain a little bit more about that in a minute who's also served as a social advocate, leader, and philanthropist for over three decades. She is the founder of Skills Not Pills movement, which I love, and hosts um, Soul Nectar Show, which I've been um, so blessed to be a guest on. So um, thank you, Kerry, for that. Kerry inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. Um, Kerry's a catalyst for mind shifts that transforms lives and gives them the gift to see what the, you know, what the challenge is and what the gift in the challenge is for people as they move through life. As the author and international best-selling book, The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and she's an award-winning, best-selling author of Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey Around Self-Love. So thank you, Kerry, for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me to have a conversation with you. Another conversation. I always enjoy every conversation we have. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm so excited that we're, we're talking through this topic and I'm going to acknowledge that I stumbled through a little bit of your bio because, you know, we mentioned off air that there's been a little bit of change and shift and transformation there. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So we want to bring that into the conversation as well. Today, we want to talk about transcending the human drama. But before we do that, can you share with people a little bit about your background and your journey and how you've come to be doing what you're doing today? Well, absolutely. So uh, my background is uh, I've been on this spiritual part of my journey consciously for like the last nine years. So it's been a roller coaster rocket ride of awakening. <laughs> realization after realization after realization yeah. after realization. And I enjoy it. I enjoy this process. Um, I would have never thought this would be who I am or this was what I was here for. The what I really thought I was going to be was an artist. I just really loved art and I did technical writing for two decades in Silicon Valley, uh, California to uh, make ends meet, uh, that, you know, that was my day job. And, um, as it turns out, that job is actually very helpful for what I do today. So I've come to realize that 
um, every single thing in, in a person's path is uh, leveraged for their purpose work when they finally arrive at that place where the purpose work starts to kick in. So mm -hmm. like all the work I did, everything, I was a consultant for 20, you know, 20 years in high tech. I learned tech marketing. I learned, you know, how to communicate technical concepts to lay people that had no idea what the heck you were talking about. And it turns out those skills are very useful for what I do. <laughs> I know, so, right? Yeah. So in a way, I've been prepared for this my whole life without realizing it. So I only consciously started becoming aware of my true life's purpose about nine years ago when I got to the end of the rope in my relationship. I had a 20-year relationship that was beautiful and fun and adventurous and also the most challenging relationship I've ever had in my life, aside from the one with my mother, who is, you know, <laughs> also the most challenging relationship in my life. Um, so they were both based in the same pattern. And I got to the end of the rope on that. I was like, oh man, you know, I need to, and I, I was in um, Western medical um, trying to solve my problems, you know, with mm. pharmaceuticals and, and going to psychotherapy sessions weekly and talking about the problem and all that kind of stuff. And that did, just seemed to, I learned a lot about the human brain, but, and I learned how to navigate that. I learned some tools and skills, but I didn't really shift the issues. It just kept mm. getting more dense, more difficult, more dark, more tough. And, you know, so that wasn't my path for healing. Mm. I walked away from all of that nine years ago, everything, the marriage, the psychotherapy, the drugs, the whole thing, and said, you know what, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And, uh, and I did. I started changing my perspective about what I was actually trying to do. I realized I'd been trying to fix myself and I even used my spirituality for a while to try to fix myself. And then I started awakening and going, wait a second, I'm not fixing myself. I'm here to discover myself. I'm here to mm. adventure myself. I'm here to understand myself. I'm here to have compassion and love for myself. Oh, and that's gotten increasingly easier once I made that shift of I'm not here to fix me. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. I'm here. I'm special as everybody else is. Everybody's special. Yeah. I have to figure out how special. <laughs> like The pathway to figuring out how special we are. Yeah. yeah. And I love how you bring in that, you know, every, everything we do go through in life is a part of our journey and it's given to us for a purpose and for, um, you know, there, there is a gift in everything that we go through, whether it's a challenging relationship, a challenging health issue, a challenging um, work environment, or, you know, just issues around patterns and beliefs and, you know, stories that we tell ourselves, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I love how you bring that in to go, we need to start really looking at what's the gift in this? What's the opportunity with this? And, and how is this here to serve me? Exactly. Because, you know, even something as terrible as suicidal ideation, which I've had for a good part of my life, even that, which is like probably the most terrible thing you could imagine, right? You just want to mm. end your life. You want to like get the heck out of Dodge and forget this whole show. I've had that urge so many times. And even that is a blessing because that has propelled me forward. At some level, it became like death was my ally. You know, it was like, okay, death is the easy way out. You know, if I go with death, I'm going to just, I'm going to get out of here, but I'm not going to have received what I came here to get, which means that then I'm going to decide at some point when I get up there to come back and try again. So I might as well just make death my ally and, and 
I don't know, like let go of all of my attachments right here, right now that are causing me suffering, like take that avenue. So even that has been a huge teaching for me. My urge to die has been like, okay, well, let's go ahead and kill something, you know, like, like what, what aspect of me can I release right now and transmute and release into the earth so that something new can come in? How can I change my identity or what I think I am to invite a new possibility that would be, you know, pretty exciting to experience right now? Yeah. And, and look, we all go through death and rebirth and birth and all of, all of that as part of our life cycle. We come into the earth, we're birthed here in a, in this physical reality and, you know, that human drama, I guess, <laughs> which we'll talk a little bit about in a minute. Um, so we're birthed here and then, you know, we, there's the ending of that or the death of that baby stage when, when a child steps into being a toddler who's walking and moving and learning new skills and then there's the death of that and stepping into, you know, being a child who goes to school or, you know, an adolescent or an adult who's working and, and in relationship and death and rebirth of relationships in so many different ways, right? Even if it is the same relationship that you're in, it shifts and moves every day. And it's our ability to maneuver or flow or, 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 or go with where that energy is and to know and this is where I guess the the word I want to explore with you a bit is drama comes in um you know know when you've stepped into maybe a pattern of drama that's unhealthy for you and is no longer serving you and letting go and releasing and allowing that death to come in right yeah, absolutely. At some point, it's so funny, you're like reading my mind because of course you're a clairvoyant, <laughs> you know, but at some point it was kind of like realizing whenever I would get that urge, it was actually a sign that my body is giving me that, hey, here's a pattern that needs to die. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a pattern that's, that's out of alignment with who you're becoming and it's like, it just needs to be released. And so once I started understanding that, that that urge of suicidal ideation, that urge to die was actually a signal from my subconscious, a signal from my body that, hey, you need to, this, whatever you're experiencing right now, this thing's out of tune with you now. Like you need to re- release this, have a little death ceremony, like let this thing mm-hmm. go. So you can open to something new that's wanting to come in. Because, you know, we can't, um, you know, if your cup is full mm-hmm. and you're entrenched, then nothing new can get in. And that's, you know, really, we look out, if you spend any time on social media these days, <laughs> you'll see plenty of examples or te- television or anywhere. You'll see plenty of examples of entrenchment of people yeah. like just very committed to their point of view and unwilling to change whatsoever. And that entrenchment can happen like this. We yeah. just saw it with the mask thing, the mask thing, the mask issue. Masks wasn't even a concept. You know, it was not even part of our cultural lexicon two and a half, three months ago. All of a sudden now, try to change somebody's perspective about what a mask means. Oh, good luck. You are not going to do it. Like people are now entrenched in their perspective is part of their identity and they're like attached to it. It's like, this is who I am. You're not going to tell me otherwise. That's the kind of thing I'm suggesting is what keeps people stuck in suffering and human drama mm. instead of being more open, fluid, realizing you're, you know, you're doing some meaning making here that might not be accurate. You know, these are 
these are things that people get really passionate about and it causes a lot of drama. Yeah. And, and oh, I love that you've brought in that, that aspect of masks because, you know, you working with the shamanic work that you do and I've, I've, I've learnt um, a bit from the Indigenous people in, in South America where I spent some time as well. And, you know, they talk about our physical world mirroring back for us what it is that oh, it's yeah. time to shift, transform, change. And so just like you're talking about, you know, your body letting you know that it's time to experience that letting go, that death, that rebirth of a pattern, a story or whatever. We all wear masks in some way, shape or form in our lives, right? If we, if we look at it symbolically and it's like, which mask am I putting on today? Is it that authentic, um, loving, joyful, honest, honoring, respectful, connected, healthy relationship, non-drama, right? Um, mask, or is it that mask of the false self, which is into that fear and the limitations and the disconnect and the blame and the anxiety and the whatever that might be, right? And so, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating that we're talking about, you know, social distancing that's really the size <laughs> of the aura. And then we're talking about masks that come on, right? From a, from a connected conscious perspective and a spiritual perspective, it tells a story. It does. And, you know, there's even masks of uh, pretending to be light, love and everything else. <laughs> while feeling angry. Okay. So oh, yeah. like, that's also, that's, that's not really what I'm talking about when I'm saying transcending the human drama. So like transcend, this is such an interesting conversation. <laughs> so where do I start? So the pathway into this is that when we first show up, most of us, not you, cause you were awake. Most of us, when we show up, we have amnesia. We don't remember who that, we don't know that we're anything other than this body and this name, whatever in our family and our identity that we given by our family and everything like that. Mm. That's all we think we are. And then something happens that sort of rattles that cage. And then we start to go, Oh, I think I'm more than just a body. Mm. And then we start to open to the spiritual journey. Then on the spiritual journey, we realize we can transcend this whole thing, meaning we can get mm. the hell out of here and pretend like we're not here. You know? <laughs> so we can get all expanded and we can meditate and we can go to the mountain and we can go to the, the retreats and we can escape our lives by going to spirit and pretend like we're not here because this mm. place sucks. We mm. can do that. And that's a part of the journey because that is learning how to cultivate inner peace, how to, how to bring yourself a state of peace. It's an important mm. part of the journey. But don't stop there because the next part is you bring it all back down into the physical body and you embody as human divine. And in the divine human experience, anger exists. Oh, yeah. Fear exists. Grief exists. It, it's just that it exists from a whole different lens and perspective. It's, not, yeah. it's a whole different place that you process it from. And it doesn't need to be an entrenchment here because, we, because we're aware now. It's like we're, we're clued in. We're like the, we just saw the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain and we go, oh, I see you. And yeah. now we can have no new conversations. Like we can, we can be together. Maybe Leanne and I experienced some traumatic situation together. And then instead of getting upset about it, or we even have an argument let's say 
Yeah. And instead of getting upset about it, I go, Leanne, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so much anger in my body mm. right now. And it feels like here and it feels like here. And I, I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, I'm, and then Leanne can say, you know what? I'm feeling this. And I wonder where that comes from. And oh, I'm really witnessing in you that you're feeling that. And I feel it too. We can have a whole different conversation yeah. about the argument we're having. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't result in more drama. Exactly. And I think that's where that, that, you know, that authentic, authentic mask, right, is really about going, well, hang on, I'm really, really feeling and acknowledging everything that's going on for me right now. And it might be the anger or it might be frustration or whatever. And to know and trust that that comes from love too. Yes. Right? It's the grit. It's the gritty. The yeah. gritty thing, you know, like the grit in life that forges the diamond. And you can be having the gritty moment from this perspective and go, wow, I'm getting some diamond scrubbing, you know, like this is awesome. And you can be, exactly. you can be feeling that, you know, and be grateful for it. And the thing is that, that, that anger serves a purpose if it's directed, like anger is just an energy, right? It's just energy. If, if we look at it from that perspective, and I love where this is, is flowing to hopefully give people who are watching and listening some insights. Anger is an energy that if directed in positive and empowering ways can absolutely transform your life. It is the, one of the most transformational energies that you can work with. If you're consciously willing to sit, acknowledge it, feel it, experience it and move through it. Right. And stay, yeah. And also not defend, not protect, not close yeah. down, not, you know, armor, not blame, not shame, not judge, not, you know, because right now in America, we've got a lot of things going on and we just had some racial incidents and all kinds of yeah. things and people really And I knew armed. that was going to come up this morning. No, so know, right? it's funny. I did a little bit more reading than I would normally to get some, some perspective on that. So I, I love that you brought that in. So, yeah, because it's a big deal. You know, United States, we have a history of, you know, some structural elements to our whole society that are based on, um, you know, su suppression of, of certain people because of the way that they look. And actually a whole system of thinking that was created to enable the suppression of these people, like so that everybody was indoctrinated into this, this way of thinking. And then it, once it was set, everybody just comes in and starts raising their kids with these ideas. So, you know, this has been permeating our consciousness for a long time now. And it's really hard to dismantle it because of the entrenchment, because just like the mask thing, once a group of people thinks a mask means X mm. and this other group of people think a mask, me, mask means Y, then they're just never once you're entrenched in a position, you can never have a conversation that leads anywhere. You have to be able to, you know, because what happens is they identify. Mm. So it's easier to look at the mask issue than it is race. So when you, when you look at the mask. <laughs> and I was going to say to you, <laughs> it's I, so I, much feel easier. Like, I feel like I want to take a step back though and go, can you yeah, just go ahead. Give, a, give a tiny little bit of a 
insight into the situation that we're talking about for those who may oh, not Oh, yeah, know. for those who yeah. may not be clued in, like yeah. totally tuned into America's craziness. <laughs> so we, yeah, we had one, we had one incident and in, uh, I think it was in Central Park in New, New York City. I'm not sure exactly the location. I think it was where uh, a woman who had light skin called Caucasian, you know, I don't even like these terms, but one of these women, she uh, had her dog in the park and I guess a man who was African-American approached her and uh and and was saying something like you should have your dog on a leash and she got offended upset and started calling the police to report him for attacking her or something like making up a story about this man aggressing her and somebody luckily had captured the incident so the whole thing was just diffused but had it not been diffused it could have led to a very very difficult situation for the man who was african-american and in another situation Mm -hmm. in uh, Milwaukee there was an African-American man now it's not clear to me why the police were interested in him or anything I have no idea I don't know anything about it all I've seen like everybody else is the picture of the the Mm. police officer who was a white male with his knee in the man's neck pushing down on his neck until the point where his neck snapped and he died yeah. You know, and, and, and there were bystanders saying, you know, filming the whole thing and saying, you can't do this. You're killing him. You can't breathe. He's telling you, we can't breathe. You need yeah. to get off of him. And the policeman basically not getting off of him. So, yeah. so this raises up a lot of anger and hostility, yeah. confusion, yeah. Um, outrage. And, and, and for some people, defensiveness, like mm. for different reasons, right? Like defensiveness, anger, um, just exhaustion on the part mm-hmm. of people who are African-American who have been contending with this kind of thing for a very long time. And, and then, you know, just outrage on the behalf of people who are like, how could this even happen? Like, why is this still happening? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of outrage. Like, why is this kind of thing still happening? There's a lot of people confused about why this is still happening. So the interesting thing is that there's so much of this conversation that has to do with spirituality. So when we enter this spiritual conversation, we've got to be able to realize that we're walking around in these, you know, these biological programmed suits, like they, they're programmed with information from our ancestry Mm -hmm. and from our own lives and from, you know, just, and then they have us like the authentic self, which is, you know, outside Mm. of this whole body, just coming in to have this experience. So we bring a lot to the table. So depending on the, the, I don't know, the sleuthiness of the soul coming into the body, it, it kind of dictates how well this thing goes, you know? So if, mm. if you've got kind of a younger, less experienced soul entering a body that's got a very challenging uh, set of conditions, well, that's not going to work out very well because you're going to be falling prey to some traps that those of us older souls might like sidestep because we saw that one coming, you know, like, mm. you and know, I, I so, think so we have a lot of mixture. Yeah. And I Go do ahead. think it's really important that, you know, we're talking about, you know, that transcending the human drama, right? And so that, mm-hmm. you know, my background, psychology, criminology, right? So, and I'm also a medium who, who communicates with past over loved ones. So the situation that you're, you're talking about with the, the gentleman who was um, apprehended, let's use that word, <laughs> um, for... Or using, murdered is another word. Well, yeah. that's another word and we'll go there. Who was initially apprehended um, for a fraudulent, using a fraudulent check from what I understand... And so the police were called, he was in his vehicle 
and they removed him from that vehicle. And like you said, the, the police officer had a knee on his um, throat and he was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you're, you're going to kill me. And in actual fact, that was the, the end result. And if we look at it that way, that's homicide, murder, however we look at that, is the death of a person by at someone else's hands, right? So from a legal yes. perspective, that's technically what it is. And so I want to come in, like you said, from that spiritual perspective without with removing the colour of someone's skin mm -hmm. and look at it from a soul perspective as well because the colour of someone's skin is playing a part in creating a circumstance or an opportunity where there's a catalyst for change, a, an opportunity for the drama around that to once again be acknowledged, to be addressed at whatever level that might be, to hopefully create some shifts and changes moving forward for that community of people who have been dealing with that issue for some time. Yes. Does and that I, make I'll, sense? It absolutely does. And I have, I'd like to speak to that. Yeah. Great. So it's my belief sense that a soul, the soul that was in that man's body who died, that he made a soul contract. Correct. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that in. That he made a soul contract to illuminate this issue in such a way as to make it so objectionable, so outrageous that here he was, he complied. He absolutely was not violent in any way. He was submissive completely. He, he didn't even try to get up. He could have probably pushed those guys off of him. He didn't even do that. No. And, and these guys killed him and he didn't fight back. Mm. Now, why do we need that kind of demonstration? Because of mm. a word called denial. So how does stuff like this keep perpetrating yeah. again and again and again and again and never get resolved? Yeah. Because denial is a factor. Mm. Because people are denying that institutional racism exists. exists. People are denying that certain people suffer at the hands of law enforcement more than certain other people based on the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And it's that denial piece in the role that we all play in creating, and I mean all, yeah. all of us. I yeah. exclude no one. I, yeah. All of us play in upholding this system of institutionalized racism. This is the thing that keeps it going is the denial that we mm -hmm. have a role in it. So the interesting thing, the why do people deny it is because they don't look too closely at it. And why don't they look too closely at it? Because they're afraid of being told that they're racist or they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of being told they're wrong or they're afraid of being bullied or they're afraid of, there's a fear around it. Yeah. And there's also a big, because it's such a messy situation. Oh yeah. It's because everybody's involved with it. You can't like anybody can pull any argument out about it. Like people can say, well, I've had, I've had African-American people be racist towards me. And so then you've got that whole argument going mm -hmm. on. And then you've got other people saying, well, you know, this impacts me too. And I'm not African-American. I'm Asian-American, you yeah. know, so it, 
every way possible it affects people. Yeah. Every single person holds a piece. And it's so, and because we're all so unique and differentiated, you can't just form a group and say all people in this group think the same way. Yeah. They do not. Yeah. They don't have all the same experiences. So it's a frustrating experience because it happens at the collective. Yeah. But it's a completely unique individual experience. Yeah. So how do how do you just unravel that stuff? And it's and I love that you brought in soul contracts and that that word denial and the word that I'm hearing um, spirit talk about is resistance because when you know even if we come back to our human selves and and what might be going on in a much less challenging situation for for people who are watching or listening in your everyday lives we often resist those patterns or those things that come up for us to look at right because of a fear of what might I discover or what might change here and there's kind of that fear of change that fear of and that uncertainty about what's there right and so you know so contracts are almost like that if we if we talk relationships they're almost like a a circle a cycle right and so you know we're in the midst of four um, retrograde periods which are talking about really clearing karma so it's it's fascinating and those loops or those circles or those cycles are somewhat karmic because it, we can have good karma, which is just energy back and forwards and a balance of that, or we can have that negative karma that needs clearing and, and shifting. So we've got another soul contract that's come in to try and shift and change and close a cycle, right, around denying or not or not being willing to take that mask of fear off, whatever that looks like, whether it's judgment, resistance, denial, um, hurt, pain, whatever it might be, murder, or, you know, just a breakdown in a relationship for, for some pattern that might be going on, right? Well, people want to disassociate. But the thing that's is, that's the invitation, isn't that's it? That's the invitation. And people, a lot of people, they avoid, have you noticed that a lot of people avoid doing personal work? Like they oh, yeah. avoid taking responsibility for their own lives and their own choices, never mind something that seems like it's beyond their control. You know, so you start looking at an individual's life. Let's say somebody drinks way too much wine. Hey, I've done that but not judging, not hating here, you know, done that. Yeah. Bottle of wine by myself every night. Yeah. I used to do that. So even that, like, just take that. How hard is that to stop? I know how hard it is because I stopped that. I don't drink yeah. at all anymore, but I used to, and it used to be very hard to like not have the whole bottle and then open another one. So that is where a lot of people are. And so now mm. you take people at that level where they can't even make a choice for their own well-being. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're at telling them, hey, this is your fault. Yeah. They can't even, they don't even know what to do with that. And I don't excuse them. I'm just no. saying they can't even figure out not to drink some wine that's too much for them. Never mind, like deal with this complex social situation that they don't, they don't feel, they don't even know how they could possibly be responsible for that or even what to do about it. It feels too yeah. big. Yeah. So, you know, I think the situation here is that we have to, we had to bring out all of this epidemic stuff 
down to the personal level mm. and each address our personal piece of it yeah. and commit to doing my personal piece. Like I commit to listen to other people and believe that they're having the experience they're having. Let's yeah. just start there. Like yeah. instead of trying to deny their experience, just say, I hear that that's the experience you're having yeah. and that makes me feel X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Period. Like yeah. we could just start there. And, th and that's where that beautiful opportunity of acceptance and compassion comes in. And, and that's really been a theme that's, that I've been noticing around, you know, you talked earlier about social media and people being really firm on their, on their positions, whether it's around, you know, the, the political situation, the economic situation, the vaccines or whatever, everyone is entitled and, and is okay to have their own opinion or own um, reasoning about what their choices are. That's okay. When we are able to come into acceptance of that, that's your opinion, that's your choice. Great. Love it. Thank you. Not mine. Right? And I can choose something different, but it's also creating that beautiful, sacred, safe space of, of acceptance and compassion. And what I, I'd, I'd put a post out on social media, just I did some research on the total number of, of souls who had passed from this world to the next as a result of, of this pandemic that's going on, right? And I put a post up going, here's the numbers. Here's the numbers who've passed. Here's the numbers who've um, globally lost their jobs, been impacted economically. I don't care what colour skin you've got, what what background you're from, what your educational, you know, all of that. Don't care. Here's these souls that have been impacted by this scenario. Where is our compassion? Where is our ability to go, wow, I'm really sorry to, that you're experiencing that. What is it that you need in order to move forward? Where's that from even, you know, people in the spiritual community, if oh, I yeah. talk that way, right? Instead of putting out all this conspiracy theory and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> there's a like, lot, there's addiction oh, there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's well, just you know, like, hang on, where's that, that, take that mask off, right? And come back to acknowledge that it's not okay for some people. It's really not. It's painful. Yeah. You know, I think, I think what we're up against here, Leanne, is that people are facing mortality yeah. on an epic scale that we cannot prevent actually yeah i mean we're trying to but you know the measures we're able to take are not extremely effective like it's it's giving people a panacea to think oh i'm doing something it's like a placebo okay mm. i'm taking i'm doing something and i'm protected and i feel better now if everybody does this then i'll feel safe yeah. but that's still a, it's still a pan, it's a, it's a placebo. It, and it's it actually, still what's in, right? It's what's yeah, within it's, you. Yeah. It's like, this is, so the way I've kind of come to it is just realize that a lot of people are afraid of dying, right? Cause they, mm -hmm. listen, if you still think that you're just a soul, you're just a body and you don't know that you have an eternal aspect to you, it's pretty terrifying to think you might die, right? Yeah. It's awful. Mm -hmm. And when you have crossed to the other side of understanding and you've got access to your higher self and your eternal self and the feeling of that, and you, you have that reassurance within you and that self-love, 
and you feel like, you know, maybe you've lived your life pretty well up until now and you've gotten a really good time and you're grateful for it. At some point it's like, well, you know, if it's my time, it's my time. I know I'm, you know, I, I know I'm going to come back again. But mm. the thing is, even from that space, have compassion for the people that think that this is it, that mm. this is all they have and they're going to yeah. die and they just die and rot and go in the ground and that's it. Yeah. That is a terrifying experience. Yeah. And I, I guess would encourage people who have this spiritual understanding of themselves to please be compassionate towards yeah. people who don't yet know who haven't woken up. Like instead of using wake up as a threat in their face or wake yeah. up as an insult or wake up as a way to shame people because they're yeah. not woke. Thank like, you. Please stop doing that. Like yeah. please just realize you're here to guide people toward the most sacred experience and realization they could possibly ever have. This, yeah. There isn't anything more sacred or, or beautiful than this realization that you are a spirit in a body. Yeah. Thank so you let's be for voicing that in that way because that's what it is. It's that, that shame and that judgment, right? And that's not what we're here for as, as light workers, uh, and that's the term that, that people use. So um, I'm aware of time and we could just keep going and, and chatting for hours Yay, about all different ever. topics. So can <laughs> you share with people, you know, two tips that you would give um, at the moment for transcending that human drama or, you know, stepping into that, you know, understanding of being more than a human body? Yeah, Absolutely. So I think the first thing is to give yourself space, space and support. So a couple of techniques for space and support. One is to get grounded and just, you know, if you're feeling really anxious, put the screens down and go outside in nature, touch some trees, sit on the grass, get some earth time, get grounded, let the earth clear you out. You can even ask the earth, please clear me of all negative toxic energies that are, that are causing me distress in my body. Just clear me of that. And if you lie belly to belly with the earth, she'll just take it all. You know, it just feels so much better, you know, and then, you know, spaciousness is like, give yourself three deep breaths. You know, if you're mm. in a conversation that is stressing you out, or if you're in a social media chat, you don't have to respond right away. It can sit there. You don't have to respond to it. It's not urgent. As a matter of fact, you can put it down. You can go outside and do what I just said. If you feel you're in a conversation and you need to respond, take three deep breaths Put your hand over your heart, your hand over your belly, just hold yourself and get back into that deeper presence feeling inside of yourself. If you know how to access that, get mm. into that space, you know, and for those of you who are more advanced, <laughs> realize, ask yourself the question, who inside of me, what aspect of me is feeling fear? Mm. Because I'll tell you, Leanne, I found myself over the last couple of months with my device, like scroll, 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 like, I mean, just hours, scroll, 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 just like reading everything and going, oh my God, all this conflict, oh, like just uh -huh. reading it all, just like, wow, and then the scares, conspiracy theories, I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like getting really scared and all this. I'm looking and I felt like I was just getting so exhausted and fearful yeah. and I couldn't even sleep at night and I was like freaked out and and then I I realized wait a second yeah I've had early childhood trauma 
Yeah. <laughs> Zero to five. Okay. That is alive and well within my being. Sorry. Okay. So totally that fine. aspect within me is scared. Yeah. And it's, you know, thank you for that. Cause I'm going to add another tip that, that spirit just threw in there to support people at the moment with even things like that or, or whatever it might be. So scroll, scroll. And, you know, I had a similar thing and to just remember that um, social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, messages, emails, even, you know, conversations between you and friends, you and partners, you and clients, you and whatever, it's actually a, a sacred container of energy that is exchanged back and forwards that you have full permission to give voice to what works for you and what you're comfortable with mm -hmm. and what doesn't work for you and what you're not comfortable with. There's a beautiful little thing on Facebook that gives you three little dots that you can click on on a post that when you click on it, it gives you the option to hide, to unfollow or to unfriend. Or to <laughs> take would, a break. Or, do, got, or to take, take a, a break, break right? Yeah, and you so, can take a break without even offending the person by like exactly. unfollowing. Exactly. And so it's just like, take a break. this, that in itself is just an act of establishing a boundary. And that's what boundaries are all about. I, I had a friend who is, you know, and her perspective is around the vaccines and what that does for people. I have a very different perspective. I found myself being drawn into that conversation and my energy slipping and, and going lower. And I just went, oh, hang on. And she's, you know, uh, aware and conscious. And I said, oh, can I just take a moment to acknowledge that I'm actually really uncomfortable in this conversation? Can we both agree to not have a conversation about that particular topic? Because we have different perspectives. I'm absolutely okay with yours and I accept it and I appreciate it. I just have mine and it's different. And so we've just made an agreement that we won't have that conversation anymore. And so that's a healthy way rather than the drama of, oh my God, this person did this and blah, 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 or whatever it might be. And they're be. trying to change their point of view, which by the way, is not very easy if somebody's really entrenched. I know, if right? super entrenched, let me just say, if somebody's really entrenched, judgment, shaming, blaming, and throwing your own statistics in their face does nothing but push them further into their entrenchment. Exactly. So we have to listen from compassion, love, and hold space to people yeah. who are entrenched and just recognize at some point there might be, uh, we agree to disagree. And, you know, and in the meantime, you know, like about the scrolling and getting afraid thing too. It's like, if you have had childhood trauma, let's say you're like really empathic. Mm. If you're really a big feeler, <laughs> you're putting, you know how to feel, right? Like I had trauma. Like I could push my feelers out mm. the whole building to see what was going on with everybody. Yeah. I mean, now I can push them out like around the whole world. I feel yeah. like, you know, and I can, I can push them in a whole room. Like people feel me everywhere. Cause I'm like, what's going on in here? You know, yeah. like, and at some point we can think like, we're like responsible for arbitrating all of the world's arguments and conversations as a light worker. We're not. Hmm. So realize that this is just 
you know, like triggered the empathic little child within you that didn't have any control except yeah. to feel what was going on two blocks away. Yeah. So just like come back inside, comfort that one, take it back as the adult yeah. in the situation, bring your higher power in, you know, your higher self, whatever your concept of that to go, okay, sweetheart, I got you. I got you. You're Relax. safe. Yeah. You're safe. You're okay. And as soon as you make that shift, everything clears up. It's like, woohoo, you know, yeah. like you're back in action because you got to get in the flow. You know, yeah. got to get that that flow, and it, and I love that you mentioned the grounding and the breaths and and mm -hmm. you know adding those boundaries. What oh, am I uncomfortable here? Okay, I'm uncomfortable. Well, that's a message from your soul to say there's a boundary here that you can create for you. Because um, yeah, we're not responsible for everything. Like I woke exactly. up this one morning. I woke up with the, this is I don't know a year ago. I woke up with this little vision from White Eagle, my guide, who said. Uh, I, I woke up and I, I was like, what's going on? I was having this vision, this really clear vision of this person walking in a, in a meadow, really big green meadow. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I looked closer at the person they had a huge sack on their back. And I was like, what's that sack? And I looked closer and it was wriggling. Yeah. I'm like, why is it wriggling? And I looked inside the sack and there were sheep. And then I heard White Eagle say, sheep can walk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, so I don't have to carry them on my back. No. You are, you know, we are here to mind the flock and we don't need to carry them. You know, yeah. anybody that's still called as a leader, as a light worker, you do not need to carry these people. They yeah. are, they'll walk and find their own way. Let them skin their knees. Let them get, you know, yeah. let them do whatever they need to do. You, you're not responsible for that. Yeah. And, you know, without <laughs> going too much into that topic, I, I you know, that whole there's a concept of the drama triangle where there's, you know, the victim, the rescuer and the persecutor, right? And even in that, you know, a lot of light workers are often in that rescuer mode or empaths in particular, if you're not conscious and that's, you know, playing out that drama triangle and really coming back and asking yourself, is this a drama I want to really connect to? Um, or, or well, I it, it doesn't on? hold the person in it doesn't hold that person in a high place. It holds that person in a space where you don't think they can figure it out. Exactly. So yeah. they can figure it out and they will figure it out. And if they and want like a fast pass, if they want to, you know, have a little cheat sheet, they'll come and talk to you about that. <laughs> Be like, exactly. Hey, can you help me out? <laughs> and what it actually does is disempowers the sage, yeah. the wise woman, the white, the, the king, the queen, the, the wise man, the elder that's within them that does know how to fix it, right? And so yeah. they're going to keep repeating that pattern until they work out how to fix it for themselves. So step out. <laughs> let them, let them experience like, it, right? And you do that. It's so intrusive because I realize, because really? believe me, I used to do this. So please. Oh, I'll so did I. So, did yeah. this. That's how I know I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's because I would walk right in. It, it was, I realized it was almost like I'd walk in. This person had been working on this puzzle for a week and couldn't put some pieces in place. And I came in and I said, oh, here it is. Boom, 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 boom. All done. And then people are like, what the? F I just, Damn. You know, I mean, yeah. you just don't go and feel, you know, it's, that's why the Socratic method is better. You ask them questions yeah, and then they, they, hmm, Discover. you already know where they're going. That's fine. You know where they're going. Yeah. We all know where they're going. Cause once you wake up, we know where the path is. It's like, okay, yeah. we know where they're going, 
but they can still have the mystery. You don't have to take the mystery away from them, a discovery process. Let them have their discovery. Just be rest assured they'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. I am really aware of time. I know. Um, So can you tell people where they can connect with you if they'd like further information about what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So my website is uh, kerryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com. I have a Soul Nectar show is my podcast. You can get to it from my website or soulnectar.show. And uh, my books uh, are available on Amazon plus clickable from my website, kerryhummingbird.com. And also I have a free gift for your audience. It's nice. uh, the Love Mastery Game, which is an Oracle game I downloaded uh, uh, last year. And it's not to tell you what's going to happen because you don't want to know that. Yeah. You just want to know what, why, why is this happening to me right now? So that's what this game does. It helps you figure out like, why, you know, what's going on here. And it talks about what are you trying to learn? You know, what are the mastery states of being you're trying to figure out? What's the mastery principles of love you're trying to figure out? Mm. And what allies on earth since, Hey, we're on earth, not Saturn, you know, we're on earth. So let's use the earth allies. Let's, you know, let's use the wisdom of tobacco, the wisdom of the mountains, the wisdom of fire, you know, let's mm. use the wisdom of what we've got here to help us navigate our life challenges. And so it's just an invitation to that. And if you get a little 12 sided die with it, you have to buy that yourself, but yeah. you could actually roll the dice, which I think is like super fun. Yeah. It's wow. like a game. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kerry, for Thank joining you. me and for being on um, Barefoot TV and podcast show. Um, for those of you who want to connect with me further, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au or connect with me on social, uh, social media, Facebook. Uh, I'll get the words out at some point. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of those things, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. Thank you so much for connecting with us and please take some whatever insights that your soul needed from today's show um, and move forward and lift yourself above some of that human drama that you might be stepping into or witnessing or observing and really come back into yourself, to your breath and, and really create the world that you want to experience in your life. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. See you guys. <laughs>